الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسنه لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا بني ان استطعت ان تصبح وتمسي وليس في قلبك غش لاحد فافعل ثم قال وذلك من سنتي ومن احب سنتي فقد احبني ومن احبني كان معي في الجنه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam we are almost on the cusp of sayyidul shuhur the leader of the month of the islamic calendar the mubarak and the blessed month of ramadan as we have mentioned previously since we tend to relate to commercial terms and ideas understand ramadan as being a season a season of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's baraka allah's mercy allah's forgiveness allah's love and primarily as rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam divided this month into three parts wherein he said awwaluhu rahma awsatuhu maghfira wa akhiruhu itqun min an-nar he said the first 10 days of ramadan constitute the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the second 10 days allah's forgiveness and the third 10 days al-itqu min an-nar emancipation from the fire of jahannam this is such a blessed month that that person who finds himself in the month of ramadan and fails to gain the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ba'da man adraka ramadan falam yughfar lahu rahmatul lil alamin a mercy to humanity yet allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam makes bad dua and curses that person he said may he be distanced who finds the month of ramadan and still fails to gain the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is why in one riwayat We are given the warning with regards to the month of Ramadan where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said fattaqu shahra Ramadan he said fear the month of Ramadan fear the month in what sense 
Fear the month in the sense that we do not maximize the potential of this month. Fear the month in the sense that we lose the great opportunity that this month presents. So a season is coming, Ramadan is coming. And no businessman waits for the season to start to do his preparation, but he starts his preparation well in advance. So what is the preparation for Ramadan? First and foremost, my respected brothers, we have to greet this month. We have to make istiqbal of this month. Let us try and do so with a clean slate. Let us try and do so in a condition where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already forgiven us. Increase our istighfar in the month of Sha'ban. Increase our asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness in this month. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when it came to istighfar, when it came to ask for forgiveness, he didn't wait for Ramadan. Understand the personality of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was a Nabi of Allah. Anbi alayhi salatu was salam. It is our aqidah, our belief, our conviction that they were ma'asum, they were sinless. They had the mantle of protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So far as it came to committing a sin, no Nabi committed sins. They were sinless. Yet, despite that, it was the Mubarak practice of Rasulullah sallallahu In one riwayat it comes 70 times, in one riwayat it comes 100 times. Every day Rasulullah sallallahu would ask Allah for forgiveness. To teach you and I, to teach you and I how important it is for us to be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. The doors of Allah's mercy are open. We can't imagine Allah's compassion, Allah's kindness, Allah's mercy, Allah's willingness to forgive. But we have to take advantage of that. So one of the great preparations that we can engage ourselves in prior to the coming of the month of Ramadan is to increase our istighfar. Increase our turning in repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Increase our asking Allah for forgiveness. So then inshallah we make istiqbal of this Mubarak month with a clean slate. Also of very great importance, just a few nights ago was Shabai Barat, the famous riwayat of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. وَلَا يَنْذُرُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِيهَا إِلَى مُشْرِكْ وَلَا إِلَى مُشَاحٍ وَلَا إِلَى مُسْبِلْ وَلَا إِلَى مُدْمِنِ خَمْرٍ وَلَا إِلَىٰ عَاقٍ لِوَالِدَيْهِ إِلَىٰ آخِرِ الْحَدِيثِ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم She reports that even on this Mubarak night of Shabai Barat even we find in other riwayat even on Laylatul Qadr occasions of clemency occasions of mercy occasions of forgiveness occasions when the doors of Allah's repentance are thrown open there are certain categories of people. There are certain gunas. There are certain sins which are such 
that if those that are engaged and involved in those sins, their tawbah and their forgiveness and the acceptance of their du'as is left suspended until they seek forgiveness from those sins. One particular sin we want to discuss, occasion of Jummah as I've mentioned many many times is very limited. But the sad tragedy of this particular sin that I'm referring to is that unfortunately person, Allah protect us, a man picks up a glass of wine, he knows what he's doing is totally completely haram. A person hears azan and doesn't come to the masjid, he knows what I'm doing is totally completely haram. Allah's caller is calling me, I'm, I am, that call is falling on deaf ears. But there are certain types of sins that are even more dangerous than that in this sense that many of us don't even consider them to be sins. You will find people sitting in the first saf of the masjid, leave the masjid. You will find people sitting in Rauda Mubarak. You will find people sitting in the first saf of masjid the Nabawi. You will find people sitting in the first saf of masjid the Haram. In Makkah Mukarramah. In a place of absolute taqwa and piety. And yet with absolute ease and afiyat they will be making ghibat of, of somebody else. They will be slandering somebody. They will be running somebody down. Maiz Aslami radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That sahabi who begged Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, inni zanayt, I have committed zina, tahirni, purify me. We mentioned the incident recently. But the latter part of that incident, in keeping with the command of Allah, he was stoned to death. One or two sahaba passed a comment. What was the comment? What's wrong with him? Allah concealed his fault. Allah concealed his fault. Yet he was not satisfied. He had to go and reveal his fault. And now, he has been pelted, rajmal kalb, like a dog is pelted. Remarks like this were passed by one or two sahaba. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hears these remarks. He walks a little further. On the side of the road is a dead donkey. A corpse that is rotten, fetid. Terrible stench and smell is coming from that dead corpse. A, le- a lesson had to be delivered to the ummah. A sabak had to be taught. Allah's Rasul sends for these two sahaba. They are glad being summoned by the Nabi of Allah. Happily they come forward. Allah's Rasul points to that dead corpse. I'm cutting the incident short. And he said, I want you people to eat from this dead corpse. They are shocked. This is carrion. This is haram. Totally forbidden. How can the Nabi of Allah be asking us to eat from dead carrion which is rotting like that? When they exclaimed in surprise, Allah's Rasul said to them, that what you were doing just now, what you were doing just now is a greater crime in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul than partaking from this dead corpse. 
And I can see him right now. He is bathing in the streams of Jannah. And you are destroying your amal. You are destroying your amal by passing such comments. This is how shaitan will attack the pious amongst us. Shaitan is not going to encourage the pious to go to a casino or to go and drink liquor or to become a womanizer. The pious amongst us, the effort that shaitan will make to destroy us is to engage us into the, in, in these type of activities. And unfortunately we are living in an environment, we are living in a culture with this type of thing, ghibat, slander, hatred, rancor, enmity. These are spiritual sicknesses, but they have reached such a level, such a level of consistency, that instead of becoming the exception, they have become the norm. Ramadan is coming. Great nights of forgiveness are coming. Great moments and opportunities of forgiveness are coming. A vital preparation for that month, my respected brothers, is to cleanse the heart. Allah Ta'ala says in the verse of the Quran which I recited in the beginning. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَزَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا The latter part of this verse tells us who is Allah addressing. Allah is addressing those who believe in Allah and in Akhirat. Those who remember Allah excessively. In other words, the deendar tabqa. Allah is addressing those who are on deen. And what does Allah say to them? For you in the Rasul of Allah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, normally how is this verse translated? We say, for you in Rasulullah is the most perfect example. Technically speaking, this translation perfect, kamil, mukammal, this translation technically is incorrect. If Allah had said Uswatun Kamila, there would be no, no objection to it. Because Rasulullah and every aspect linked to Nabiya Pak had reached Kamal and perfection. When it came to Deen, Alyoma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum, Wa Atmamtu Alaikum Ni'mati, Wa Rabitu Lakumul Islam Adina. Allah says, Today we have completed our Deen, our religion upon Muhammad. When he came to his nubuwat, once he gives an example of a building which has been constructed throughout the ages. However, one corner of it is left incomplete. And then Rasulullah says, Ana labinatul akhira wa ana akhirun nabiyin. La nabiyya ba'di wa la ummata ba'da ummati. He said, I am the completion, I am the culmination, I am the perfection. I am the epitome, I am the height, I am the culmination of the home of Nubuwat. And I am the last of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, no Nabi is to come after me. His Islam was Kamil, his Nubuwat was Kamil. 
every aspect surrounding rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that of kamal that of perfection that of completion that of culmination that of the epitome that of the height that of sublimity yet interestingly in this verse allah does not say laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun kamila allah says uswatun hasana for you in rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the most beautiful example because not only was he kamal and perfection he was beauty from every direction hasan bin thabit puts it beautifully wa ahsana minka lam taraqattu ayni wa ajmala minka lam talid nisa'u khulqata mubarra'an min kulli aybi ka'annaka qad khulqta kama tasha'u more beautiful than you my eyes have never seen more magnificent than you no woman has ever given birth to a child khuliqta mubarra'an min kulli aybi you have been created free from every blemish it appears to me oh my beloved nabi add this is hasan's takhayyul this is hasan radiyallahu ta'ala anhu's takhayyul poetic analysis this is imagery it appears to me oh my nabi as if you told allah how to create you and on your desires allah created you such perfect such beauty every aspect of the life of rasulullah sallallahu was beauty and ulama explain what is the hikmat in beauty they say beauty doesn't require dalil doesn't require proof someone says the 14th full moon the moon is shining such a beautiful sight you ask him what's the proof you tell him have you lost your marbles you don't need to prove it just look at it beauty doesn't require proof and the second very great effect of beauty is that the hearts of humanity are attracted to it naturally allah has made us such anything that is beautiful we get attracted to it we get linked to it we get attached to it which is why sahaba and everyone that came into contact with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam would be attracted towards the nabi of allah sallallahu alaihi so in his sunnah in his example in his way of life there is perfection there is kamal there is the height there is sublimity there is and primarily there is beauty like i said the occasion of juma is limited amongst the galaxy of ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam of aspects of his life of him being uswa hasana a beautiful example for us there is one particular hadith where there is an addition that is found that is unusual allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam addresses anas bin malik who is anas bin malik anas bin malik radiyallahu anhu is khadimur rasul He is that youngster of Madina Munawwara at the age of 10 his mother brought him to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and said oh my nabi i am making waqf of my son to you from this day onwards anas is your slave and your servant so he says khadamtu an-nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam 10 sinin he says for 10 years i made the khidmat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and look at that akhlaq it's a separate topic i'm not going to go into the details but very briefly Anas says 10 years I was his servant he never raised his voice once with me never became upset with me never scolded me 
हमें तो आशिक रसूल है कहना बहुत आसान है आई एम आशिक ऑफ रसूलम टू से इट इज वेरी इजी हाउ डू आई ट्रीट माई स्टाफ हाउ डू आई ट्रीट माई सर्वेंट वट इज सर्वेंट वट इज माई कॉन्डक्ट विद दिस इज द याद स्टिक Nevertheless Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam one day addresses Anas ya bunayya is addressing his servant but look at the mode of address oh my beloved son ya bunayya in istata'ta an tusbiha wa tumsiya wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahad fafal This hadith is ajeeb the mode of expression he says oh my son if you have the ability and tusbiha wa tumsiya tusbiha wa tumsiya literally translated means morning and evening what is the ishara and indication this what i am telling you to do anas salah is five times a day farz fasting is once a year for one month zakat also is once a year hajj also is once a lifetime farz but this what i am telling you to do is every moment every day every night tusbiha wa tumsiya this amal what i am asking you to do now anas is something 24 hours of every day you will have to do what is that amal in istata'ta an tusbiha wa tumsiya wa laysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahad clean this heart clean this heart let there be no rancor let there be no hatred let there be no jealousy let there be no enmity do not harbor ill feelings for others no malice and this heart is such my respected brothers like your clothes many of us friday juma day we would have taken it out of the laundry newly washed iron properly put the clean kurta on by the afternoon it's dirty needs to be washed again in the same way with our interactions we'll get upset with somebody someone said something we didn't like someone looked at us away a certain way we didn't like our own relatives he didn't invite me he didn't consult me he didn't speak to me properly this one did this this one did that that dirt keeps on collecting that dirt keeps on collecting and unfortunately as an ummah today we have become an ummah that like our mother nurtures her child we nurture nafrat we nurture dislike we nurture hatred and i mentioned this many times what makes it even worse is the social media this poison when no one is safe ulama are not safe scholars are not safe dindar are not safe pious is not safe can be anyone they have now become targets this one is like this that one is like that this one has this agenda that one has that agenda allahu akbar in the incident of aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha what a sublime command allah gives us lawla id sami'tumuhu dhannal mu'minuna wal mu'minat bi anfusihim khaira allah says what is wrong with you when you heard that rumor when you heard that false accusation why didn't you immediately react like this that dhannal mu'minuna والمؤمنات بانفسهم خيرا that gives that mu'min the benefit of the doubt think good of the next person why didn't you do this lawla id sami'tumuhu qultum ma yakunu lana an natakallama bihada subhanaka hadha buhtanun azim allah says when you heard that false rumor why didn't you react like this and say subhanallah Glory be to Allah. Ma yakunu lana an natakallama bihada? How is it possible that I can even repeat such words about someone else? 
This is a great slander. Give the next person the benefit of the doubt. Keep your heart clean. Slandering someone, accusing someone, baseless accusations with no proof. Where is the justification? Where is the allowance in Shariat? Oh my beloved son, if you have the ability, morning and night, all time, this is a jihad, a 24-hour jihad. To keep this piece of flesh, to keep it clean. لَيْسَ فِي قَلْبِكَ غِشٌ لِأَحَدٍ فَفْعَلْ Then Allahu Akbar, Uswatun Hasana, Uswatun Hasana, Uswatun Hasana. Beautiful example, sublime example, such an imam, such a master, such a role model, impossible to find. What does he say to Anas? وَذَلِكَ مِنْ سُنَّتِي Anas, this is a great sunnah of mine. This is my sunnah. This is my way. You want to become beautiful? You want to become attractive? You want people to look up to you? You want to be honored? You want to meet Allah illa man atallah bi qalbin salim? You want to meet Allah with a clean heart? وَذَلِكَ min sunnati. Anas, this is my sunnah. Unfortunately, as I mentioned today, my respected brothers, we don't even regard this to be an amal. We don't, we don't understand the value of this yet. Look at Quran and Hadith. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is sitting with Sahaba. All of a sudden he points to the door. And he says very shortly a jannati is going to enter through that door. Something to this effect. Sahaba full of anticipation. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam on this earth says there is someone walking amongst us. Allah has already made the decision. He is a jannati. Who is it? Who would we expect it to be? Abu Bakr, Umar radiallahu ta'ala, great great sahaba. No doubt they were given basharat of jannat. But on this occasion, it was different. Nabi sallallahu alayhi says a jannati will enter through that door. One elderly sahabi, just having made wudu. Issues in his hand, simple person, not famous among sahaba, he enters through the door. First day this happens. Second day same thing, a jannati is about to enter from the door, same sahabi. Third day same incident. A jannati is about to enter from that door, same sahabi. Three days in a row, jannati, jannati, jannati. Curiosity is piqued among Sahaba, particularly one Sahabi, for us to appreciate how valuable this is. How valuable this is. Like very often I say, tell somebody, by last 10 nights of Ramadan, stay awake for the whole 10 nights. Many of us, mashallah, will manage it. Many of us will manage to stay awake for the whole 10 nights. Then you tell the same person, tell the same person, that that one that did, did you wrong, did you down, let go, forgive him. Give up your, your demand for revenge. Smile at the one who gave you a sour face. Give a gift to the one who hurt your feelings. What will be the reaction to this? What will be the reaction to this? The reaction to this will be, I'm prepared to stay awake another ten nights, but don't ask me to do that. We don't understand the value. We want our rights. We want to sort the next person out. We want to do him down. And who are we hurting? We are hurting ourselves. 
We are hurting the ummah. We are becoming a source of thought and disunity in the ummah. So among sahaba, one sahabi particularly, his curiosity is piqued. He wants to investigate. And who is he? Allahu Akbar. To give us a background of the type of ibadat the sahabi used to make. Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma. Muarrikeen, some of them refer to him as A'badu Sahaba. They say, different Sahaba, they shone. All were exemplary. All were beautiful. All were jannatis. But, there were certain aspects. For example, the justice of Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu standing up in the face of kufr to protect Tawheed. Ali radiallahu anhu's special knowledge, Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu's haya and shame. There were certain qualities that certain sahaba shone out on. They became exemplary, they were known for those qualities. Abdullah bin Ahmad bin As was known for his ibadat. How much ibadat this youngster used to make. To give us an idea, how much ibadat, the night he gets married. Imagine, youngster, youngster spending the first night with his wife. Enters the room, he says to her, What a beautiful, sublime environment, atmosphere. Should we not make little bit ibadat, read two rakat salah? She said, No problem. Allahu Akbar, he's on the musalla. Those women were not like our wives. Hey, what's wrong with you? How long must I wait for you? No. He's reading salah, she starts reading salah. Next thing is the azan for fajr. Ahmad bin As radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abdullah's father next day approaches his daughter-in-law. Kaifa wajatta Abdullah? How did you find my son? Imagine, young woman waiting first night with her husband. Husband came in the room, salah the whole night. Then he's gone. Today's young woman, the question is asked, how did you find my son? Then it doesn't behove the member of the masjid for me to reproduce what answer will be given. Yet, Look at the environment of Iman that existed in Madinah Munawwara. Kaifa wajatta Abdullah. How did you find my son? Allahu Akbar. Ni'mar Rajul. Ni'mar Rajul, the best of men. Yaqumul layl wa yasumun nahar. At night he is in tahajjud, in the day he is fasting. Straight away Ahmad bin As works out, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that if this youngster is tahajjud the whole night and fasting the whole day, then when is he getting any time to see to his wife? And look at the hikmat and wisdom of the father. He doesn't start scolding his son. He takes the message, the complaint to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Like I said, that's a separate incident. The manner in which Nabi sallallahu dealt with it, where he told Abdullah bin Ahmad bin As, your wife has a right, your body has a right, every aspect of your life has a right. And a Muslim is one who fulfills every right, not does one at the expense of the other. But... This gives us an idea of the type of ibadat this youngster would make. Muarrikhin record Abdullah bin Ahmad bin As at one stage would fast every day, tahajjud every night for the whole night, and one khatam of the Quran every day. And yet, Nabi Islam is saying of someone else, Jannati, Jannati, Jannati. So his curiosity is piqued. Makes up an excuse, my father is upset or whatever his reason. And he approaches that elderly sahabi, he says, I want to become a mehman, a guest by you. That sahabi accepts. 
Now Abdullah bin Amr bin As, it's not literally there in the riwayat, but we can understand from the siyak, the background. At night he covers himself with a blanket, but he is peeking. What is the special amal? How is it that the sahabi, Nabi Islam said, Jannati, Jannati, Jannati. What is special? What is he doing? Whole night tahajjud, whole night tilawat of Quran, whole night zikrullah. What is he doing? That elderly sahabi enters, lies down on his bed, came after Isha, Allahumma bismika amutu akhiya, and next thing he's snoring. Abdullah bin Amr bin As is waiting. He'll wake up now, he'll wake up now, he'll wake up now, he'll wake up now. Next thing is azan for fajr. There was such an environment in Medina that even the munafiqeen would read tahajjud salah for fear of being found out. And yet this sahabi who Nabi Islam says, Jannati, Jannati, Jannati wakes up for fajr, whole night sleeping. Abdullah thinks to himself that maybe he was not well, tomorrow will be something else. Next night same thing happens, third night same thing happens. Now his curiosity has reached peak, he can't bear, he can't control himself anymore. One hand, Rasulullah says, Jannati. And there is no question. Our aqidah, our iman, what Nabi Islam says is, Haq. وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا يُوحَىٰ He does not speak of his own desires. It is wahi from Allah. And on the other side, nothing special here. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just the faraiz are being fulfilled. So then Abdullah bin Amr bin As approaches him. And he says, listen, forgive me. I made up an excuse. There was no real need for me to become your guest. This is the reason I became your guest. The three days in a row, my Nabi wasallam said, you are a jannati, you are a jannati, you are a jannati. I wanted to see what is it so special. What are you doing? Yet I can't find anything special. The Sahabi says, I am an open slate, open book. That is the way it is. The confusion is there. This youngster is about to leave. Then the Sahabi has mercy on him, calls him back. He says, listen, there is one thing. So he says, what is it? We may have heard it before, but listen with the ears of Iman. Ama inni lam abitu wa fi qalbi shay'un li ahad min al-muslimin. Two things. He points to his heart and he says that this heart of mine is pure, is park, is free from hatred, jealousy, enmity, any negative feeling for any Muslim. One. Second thing, Allah gives respect to someone. Allah gives wealth to someone. Allah gives prominence to someone. Allah becomes, gives position to someone. Allah blesses someone else. In my heart, I only feel happiness for that person. I feel no sadness. When Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu anhu, one is, one is his reaction could have been, oh, TK, okay, no problem, now I found out what it is. But look at the reaction. When he hears this, Allah, he can't contain himself. He says, Haza balagha ma balag. Haza balagha ma. This is it. This is it. This is what took you to this position. That three days in a row, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Jannati, Jannati, Jannati. In other words, Tilawat of the whole Quran in one day. Stahajjud the whole night. Fasting every day. That is easy compared to this. To clean this heart. Clean this heart. Let it go. Forgive. Overlook. 
Don't have this attitude of sorting people out. Think good of the next person. Zanna al-mu'minun. Bi-anfusim. Khaira. Stay away from the social media. Don't post messages of negativity. Don't post messages where you are running people down. Don't spread malicious rumors. This is Ramadan. This is the preparation for Ramadan. Oh my beloved son, if you have the ability, 24 hours of every day to keep cleaning this heart, وَلَيْسَ فِي قَلْبِكَ غِشٌ لِأَحَدٌ فَفْعَلْ Then do so my son. وَذَانِكَ مِنْ سُنَّتِي This is my special sunnah. My Nabi doesn't stop here. How important this is he goes on Waman Ahabba Sunnati Fakad Ahabbani Anas the one who will do this the one who loves my sunnat my way he loves me he loves me Waman Ahabbani Kana Maya fil Jannah and he who loves me who will do this who will bring my sunnah into his life particularly in the context of this hadith keep his heart clean not only will Allah give him Jannah Allah will give him Jannat with me. He will be with me, with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Jannat. In other words, Jannatul Firdos. My respected brothers, Kutiba alaykum as-siyam. Kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum. La'allakum tattakoon. Allah says, we gave you Ramadan. We gave you this amal of fast. So that you become muttaqi. If this heart is full of rancor, full of hatred, full of jealousy, full of enmity, full of nafrat, then how is the nuraniyat of Ramadan going to permeate it? How is the nuraniyat of the Quran going to permeate it? How is the nuraniyat of Allah's ta'aluk going to permeate it? How is Allah's love going to enter a heart that is soiled and dirtied with negativity towards others? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ You want to become muttaqi, clean this heart. Clean this heart. Let it go for Allah's sake. Forgive for Allah's sake. Become a source of unity for Allah's sake. And from now till we die, make toba of spreading negativity and falsehoods about others. Look at others with muhabbat, with love. This is uswatun hasana. This is the beautiful example of my master, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah gives Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hayya ala salam Hayya ala Hayya ala al-falah 